Okay, so I'm here with Mr. PJ Neal, one of my good friends. Um, What's going on, he, guys? He is attending juniors next year. He's playing on a hockey team. He plays hockey. Um, today, the agreed-upon topic... Gun control. ...is gun control. We're going to be talking about the philosophy behind gun control. The philosophical so, aspects. Let's start from the beginning. Why do you think... You can get comfortable, by the way, if you want. Yeah, Why do you think that we need gun control laws well why do you think we we started to need gun control laws well i mean like i think generally speaking like well first of all america was founded on guns Mm -hmm. and i think that can you elaborate yeah so when i mean the americas were founded when christopher columbus came over here and there were natives over here and basically columbus and his boys showed up with guns, and we're like, hey, we have guns, we'll kill you, give us this land, and everyone was like, alright, they didn't want to die, so they just ran off, um, and basically, like, but do you contribute, consider Columbus to be, like, a founder of the, of, of America? Founder of the America is, like, the land that is America. But not the USA. No, I can you, I don't think you could ever, like... Like, especially when it comes, like, regarding gun control and stuff, like, you could never, like, pin, like, the, you could never pin, basically, like, the social construct that America has come to be on one person, like, George Washington, But you could definitely say George Washington contributed a significant role to the founding of the United States. Yeah, 100%. But in regard to gun control, like, I think you could talk about, like, the Constitution, like, you can talk about all the amendments and shit. And all those, like, those fa- our founding fathers, I think, together. But there was no individual that had, like, a lasting contribution on, like, how we view gun control through the last... Or how we've looked at gun control through the last, what, 200 years? Mm. 200 plus. I mean... But you could, you could say that, you know, George Washington was a founding father in regards to any sense of the word founding father for America, but Columbus doesn't have that direct association because he just discovered the land. No, It's yeah. not about the land, it's about the people. But even, like, the colonies, like, the way we got the land was, like, we showed up with guns and just bullied natives off the property, like, or off of the land. It's, like, the land was theirs, and we pretty much showed up with better technology and just, like, kicked them off. So what's the significance of, of that? When just we just like, like I think before you start the conversation, you have to realize that like America and the land that we live on and the people that inhabit have inhabited this land for the longest, other than Native Americans, have, <coughs> have basically been accustomed to having guns as a part of their life or for generations and generations. So, why do you think we need guns as a part of our life? Well, I don't necessarily, and I think, like, in certain specific places, like, I'm very, I'm very wishy-washy on gun control, Mm. and I have been the whole time, because the reason I think guns today should be, um, should, like, people should be allowed to have guns Mm. is because, or at least be in certain places, for example, like, say you live... 
middle Kansas, right? Like, like Wizard of Oz, like literally middle of Kansas. Mm. There's like, say someone breaks into your house, mm. or like, I don't know. There's like a giant animal. Like, there's no one within like probably 70, 80, 90 miles mm. that's gonna help you. And if they do come, it's gonna take them like an hour, hour and a half to get there. Like, in some way, you have to be able to defend yourself, and you have to be able to to be able to protect yourself and your family. Because I feel like, but like contrast that to like, say you live in New York City, like someone's gonna be at your doorstep, like your neighbor's gonna knock on your door if they hear anything, like the police are two minutes away at all times, like it's a completely different situation, and that's why like, I think we see, like for example, I guess you're kind of kind of uh um assuming but generally speaking like i feel like liberals tend to live in bigger urbanized cities and they tend to lean on more gun control and liberals tend to lean on more gun control yeah mm-hmm. they tend to be more gun control yeah like driven because i feel like a lot of them live in more urbanized urban areas whereas like like you could look at the like the way the last election went like all the major cities with a ton of population were like voted blue and all the counties with like lower populations were generally red see i see the farmer aspect as kind of like an allegory for the way that humans evolved like we've always evolved needing defense you know to protect us from a predator or to you know, protect us from each other and tribal wars and keep help keep us alive. To me, it's like guns are just a mechanism of survival. And in some spaces, like that rural farm out in Kansas, you do really need guns because you're more closely connected to that, you know, ancient human behavior pattern we have even so like like we as humans are are like our natural instinct is to be able to defend ourselves at all time yeah and anything that's different or that we're scared of we want to feel safe mm-hmm. at all times like we crave comfort as human beings we crave like a routine anything that uh, like jeopardizes our comfort our like our ability to feel safe like we hate that anything that's gonna make us feel safer mm. or we like we love just as human beings it's just, it's just in our nature that's why like people who have guns want to keep them mm. because they feel safer with them but I think then you can get into the whole like philosophical side of the debate where it's like do guns kill people or do people kill people like that's where like that comes into play because mm. that and that's the whole argument from like the the liberal side of and the mm. pro gun control side. What I think is interesting is that you know going back to the tribal example, if you look at you know if you look at you know um, you know ancient tribes, they didn't have guns, but they still fought each other. You know what I mean? Like, you can use a wide variety of materials 
in order to kill someone or harm someone. You don't really need a gun. I feel like there's just some ulterior motive when you use that argument. No, yeah. I and I and totally get that. Like one hundred percent agree. But like so you live in like Alaska and there's like yeah. a big grizzly bear like came in through a garage and yeah. he's like rustling through your kitchen because it has like happened. Like yeah. there are like new, crazy news stories. Yeah. And all the people up there have guns for the reason I just said. Like no one's gonna get to them. Like yeah. if they live in you know, the middle of nowhere, Alaska, like yeah. And they were like hiding in the corner with a gun, and the bear yeah. like walked out. But what if the bear saw them, got scared, and like yeah. came at them? Like, yeah, you can't go to bear with a kitchen knife. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> one, like, of the, one of the arguments that um, someone in favor of gun control would say is that you can defend yourself without a gun. It's the exact opposite of what I was saying earlier. It's the qualifier to that argument because. You're saying, you know, this guy out in Kansas who's gonna, who needs a gun to protect himself, but that connects him to the wild. But also, in the wild, they don't have guns. So you need to, you know, defend yourself, but you don't have to use guns. Yeah, that's true. And I, and I get that argument. And that's why, like, like it, I'm very interested in, like, learning more about gun control. Because, truthfully, I, like, don't really have a side. I see both sides of the yeah. argument. Yeah. Um, but... Look, I think, like, I do think certain situations with guns can be resolved. Like, for example, if, like, I don't know. I think, I guess I, I can't necessarily, I don't really know where I was going to take that necessarily. But, and I totally see what you're saying. Um, I just, I think... I don't know, man. I don't know. I think it's tough. It is tough. I think there's a whole, like... I mean, we could get into, like, the whole... Like, do guns kill people or people kill people if we really want to, like... I think that's an interesting philosophical argument. Yeah. And to and I was like... I was like, what was I listening to? I was listening to something and someone brought it up and there was just, like... Like, they didn't even talk about it because there was no right answer, and you could literally fight about it all day. It's literally how you view the world. Yeah. It's the same thing, like, like should you just, like, give out a stimulus check, or should you, like, maybe... Like, there's no right answer. Like, like ultimately, it's just going to be how you view the world. And I think people... Well, like, look, like, for example... I could be sitting here and be like, look, I think if a guy is mentally unstable, like, he shouldn't be able to own a gun, therefore, but, like, everyone else who is mentally stable and, like, wants to own a gun to hunt or, like, defend themselves, mm. not use it in a harmful manner, like, mm. should he get background checked and get a gun? Mm. Like, say I said that, right? Mm. I think that's a valid argument. Mm. I think it makes sense. There, like that's kind of like the, like people kill people argument. Like, mm. um, but then other people will say like, well, yeah, but like, the like the other side of the argument is basically yeah, but like, what if like the dude, some mentally ill person, his, uh, they have a gun in the house, 
and he decides to like take it and blow his brains out or go harm other people or what if like a racist like goes and like tries to shoot up like like ton of pe- like ton of people he doesn't like like that's the argument and we've seen um especially recently like so many instances of that which is why like i feel like gun control has gotten so much attention as of late what do you mean well like think about like we had the shooting in texas mm. at the church yeah we had stuff going on in colorado like there's just been a lot of instances in the news i also think the media glorifies it what do you mean explain that point of view well i mean i've read studies at least and or at least opinions mm. where people think a lot of the time people will do bad things because people will notice them if they do it people like they won't feel invisible anymore okay yeah where especially like the mentally ill people and that's what i'm saying they struggle with with that yeah they struggle with that and they think maybe like if they have issues with their parents and their parents don't like love them or give them enough attention like mm. if they do something their parents will notice them and give them attention obviously it's a little messed up but like it's like why as a child you throw f- like a fit yeah to get attention yeah but in obviously completely unacceptable in different circumstances yeah but i i mean i saw this video yesterday that was talk- it was a behavioral psychologist talking about uh, depression, and he was saying that it comes from our primitive tribal needs to be together as a group and to be like social creatures, and how social media only gives you like a false reality in terms of those social interactions, so the people just feel lonely. It's it's at the end of the day, it's caused by loneliness. Yeah, and just like not having anyone in your life yeah dude i mean i think so much of today is about like like people craving attention yeah and so much of like what you see when you like scroll through instagram or like what you see when you turn on the news like it's about people getting not like not necessarily like the news and getting attention but like Mm. everything has like an alternative motive behind it almost what do you mean? We'll take, like, we can take this outside of gun control for a mile, but, mm. like, I don't think anyone in their right mind would go and intentionally That's intentionally go injure people yeah. without some sort of mental illness, without yeah. some sort of, like, tick yeah. or something going on in their lives that they that is completely and utterly, like, like tearing them apart, right? Yeah. And maybe that's because I think people are inherently good. Yeah. Because I truly believe that people, we as a, as a, as a, uh, we as human beings are inherently good, right? Mm. And some people think human beings are inherently bad and we need to be kept in line, but mm. I, I strongly disagree with that. But I think, like, like, people have issues that they will take out on other people Mm -hmm. and obviously it's that's why like people think background checks could be like a like a serious background check and maybe like a mental health check almost from someone who's qualified could be a solution that kind of like makes both sides feel a little bit better about the gun control debate but i mean 
obviously that's not necessarily a solution and I think as we go throughout time we're gonna have to keep adjusting and adjusting but so you're of the philosophy that people are inherently born good right so yeah those people who struggle with those mental illnesses you could always you know hit them with the counter argument you know bad things happen to me all the time like everyone is broken so why as a subset of that population of broken individuals which is everyone like you have the people who actually act on it and the question is why do they act on it because we all have those issues in our lives yeah i just think for some people like it's it's almost like some people are suicidal right yeah like it's it's mental health issue and we have like suicide prevention month like yeah like in where like we raise awareness all the time like mm. Like, I don't think people realize like, the people that are shooting up and, like, like other people and, like, shooting other people and trying to harm, like, large groups of other people. Mm. Even in bombings. Like, stuff like that. Like, yeah. They have, more often than not, when you look into the person, and it's never really talked about in the news. It's just they talk about whatever awful, awful thing has happened, and they glorify the bad. Mm. Because that's what people want to tune into the news to hear they want to hear the crazy stories they don't want to hear the fact that Mm. the sad part like this guy like his mother died and since he's like had no one in his life and he just wants to get out of it and and wants to go out with a bang because he feels invisible like i don't like i'm making that up but like Mm. like there are stories out there like that and everyone has an issue some kind So, do you think they act on it because of fear? Like, what do you think it is? Not necessarily fear, just the, just the issue, whatever they're facing, I think. Like, life can be hard, and not that's never an excuse, ever, yeah. and I'm never saying that, but but just like, like, you can compare it to suicide, almost, like, just like, just like people commit suicide, like, people do stuff like that for whatever reason they're doing for whatever reason they're doing it. So, I just think that, you know, it's... Look, and, like, like uh, there may be, like, inherent, inherently, like, like, racist or, or hate for some, like... But you don't use, like... I can't think of an instance where there was just like, like, just plain hate for like a group of people or like without mental illness or like some dude being like diagnosed as like psychotic after the fact. Like, there's always something else behind it. I think this. I think it's it's biological, like a biological deficiency that's causing these people to behave that way. Maybe I think. Mental illness, I think there's been like evidence that it's it can be passed down from generation to generation. So I mean, yeah, I think so like beha- I think be- yeah, I think it could be hereditary. I think mm. behavior is like think about how much you learn from your parents. Yeah, people or are don't, a complete, or don't learn. People are a complete reflection of their parents. Yeah, if you think about it. Yeah. 
not just in the way they look, but you know, in their entire mannerisms. That's who they, who shapes them as a person. What do you think about the, do guns kill people or people kill people? I think that it's a little bit of both. Because on one hand, you know, you could argue that people are inherently born good. People are inherently born good, you know, yada, yada, yada. People kill people. Like, you know, Thomas, have you read Thomas Hobbes before? Mm -hmm. He talks about, you know, how people are in a constant... If there wasn't any, like, civilizations or technology or system of government, more specifically, that humans would be in a constant state of, like, battle and conflict. And he thinks that people... The, the fundamental human state is nature and we need government to control that so I think that in my perspective you have the, the concept of tabula rasa which is a blank slate which meaning that you when you are when you are born you're born with a blank slate and then people influence your decisions so every decision that you make is a culmination of every experience that you've had right until that moment that leads you to make that decision. So it's not people are inherently born good, people are inherently born bad. It's they're born nothing. And then from their experiences, whether mm -hmm. good or bad, that shapes their perspective. And the parents oftentimes have the main bulk of that job. But on totally the other hand, agree. Totally agree. you could argue that guns... You know how with nukes, there's a whole Cold War, and mm -hmm. people are worried about you know mutually assured destruction. It was kind of heightening mm -hmm. the levels of technology. I think guns is one of those instances where it's a heightened level of technology that can easily and efficiently kill people. It's one of the quickest ways to do it. Like it's very efficient, and so it's kind of above the technology level, where the level right below it would be like sticks and knives and weapons it's above the weapon because you know obviously if you take the military now and send them back to the medieval times and have them fight a ton of knights like they're murking the knights dude yeah 100% that should be a movie modern day soldiers versus military people it's just to a simulation that would be I mean they would murk them like it wouldn't even be close yeah in theory you could just like drop like a giant ass bomb right on them like they're probably like what's a bomb probably like what's that thing falling in the sky yeah I think it's something from like heaven how would you react if you met a person like randomly on the street and he showed you future technology like technology from the future he's like I'm a time I traveler I'm from the future well I was actually thinking about this the other day and I think like like, I've grown... I feel like we as a generation have grown so numb to, like, technology and advancements compared yeah. to, like... Compared to, like, what we had in the past. Yeah. Because we, like, are constantly seeing, like, change and advancements. Yeah. Like, like for example, like, every year we come up with a new iPhone and it has some new crazy stuff on it, right? Yeah. Like, I think in some sense we've grown numb to the new... To new advancements. I think, like... In 1980, if you showed someone, like, a flying car... Yeah. Like, 
they'd be like, whoa. Like, yeah. are you serious? Like, yeah. this thing exists? Yeah. But today, you do that, and I'd, like, we'd look at it as a generation. And just be like, that's pretty cool. Like, what, yeah. like, is there still a real engine in it? Like, yeah. what, like, and just ask, like, stupid questions, right? Yeah. But I think... I understand what you're saying with the technology aspect, and I think because people are, fear it and are and are super super scared of it, I yeah. think that's why it advances so much. And I totally agree. Same thing with the nukes. Yeah, I totally. I think agree. it's a heightened level of technology that makes things so efficient and easy that like it would make us want to like kill people or something like that. Yeah. Goose um, Angus Mania is here of Colgate University. We're talking about gun control. Um, yeah. Give us your thoughts. What? Gun control. Gun control, honey. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be able to comment right now. I don't think. You wouldn't be able to comment at all. No, I would. I just I would have to think about it a little bit more. I, I tend to I tend to formulate thoughts so, rather quickly in my head, and I end up like kind of talking myself, like talking, like working my way to the counter argument of what. Uh, well, I I, g- I got something if you want to think about it. So I wanted to bring up this was like this this thing is like it's like six pages okay. super good toilet read okay. my buddy from Avon sent it to me okay basically the, it's it's called it's called Harrison Bergeron by by Kurt Vonnegut which I don't even know if that's the right pronunciation yeah but basically the premise of it is everyone in society is completely equal. Mm-hmm. No one is smarter than anyone else. The government mandates it. They, yeah. And if you have above average intelligence or whatever, they'll put a little buzzer in your ear so that you can't think. So that you can't think or do whatever. Um, past like average, right? On the other, on the at the same time, like everything is equal, right? Everything in society, intelligence good looks, everyone looks the same, like, no one thinks you're better looking or whatever than anyone, right? However, it's sacrificed, the equality of everyone and everything in society is sacrificed by this one little six-year-old who is chained up in a chamber and beaten by everyone, beaten, spit on, starved by everyone and everything. Yeah. And basically, like, what I'm trying to like the premise of it is like is the sacrifice of one or multiple worth the perfection of society when it comes to like like there would be no guns no violence no nothing everything yeah. just live everyone just lives in harmony everything yeah. is perfect yeah is it worth sacrificing one for the rest because I think like so, what you're saying is, in the society, everyone's equal, and then there's a six-year-old that comes across who's yeah. better than everyone else, and then they decide like whether to kill him or not. No, the six-year-old is just like they just sacrifice him. Why? Essentially, They're, he's just chained. He's just in order for society to to function in a manner that where everyone is equal, the six-year-old has to be sacrificed and chained up so that people come in and beat him and spit on him and starve them and whatever like why it's just how it's just how that society works in this in this world in this made up little story but the premise of it is like 
like is it worth sacrificing the little kid for yeah. for the good of society and i think it's almost like the same debate when you talk about gun control like, yeah like there are going to be instances where things go wrong yeah but i think having guns for a lot of people brings good to their life like and and makes them feel safer and brings them more safety like yeah. i think it's almost a similar discussion i think you know you kind of have to live by these like you kind of have to understand basic human nature and one of the biggest things in human nature is the idea of groupthink and conformity you know what i mean so yeah. if there was a society like that 90 percent of those people would be perfectly okay like beating up a six-year-old or doing these horrible things just because other people are doing it and i think a lot of people are kind of just like born to be this way where they're just you know like sheepish yeah and kind of just follow the crowd follow the leader because and you know this is one of friedrich hegel's biggest ideas is that like a lot of people in society don't it's very easy for them to not think seriously about something to not like think critically and question the world around them they just won't ask questions they'll you know listen to a guy on youtube and completely recite his argument whenever they get into an argument um just because you know it makes them feel less insecure about knowing something or something like that i just think it's interesting how people just don't think for themselves that's some goodwill hunting interesting <laughs> i've never seen that movie yeah there's this one part you've scene. never seen goodwill hunting yeah. where like that might be uh, my favorite movie where dude. matt damon comes in yeah. and like there's just like like college kid, there's this, like college kid like going to harvard and yeah. he's like trying to get like get this girl and he's like yeah. reciting all these like these like in- intellectual lines from books yeah. and matt damon just like quotes the book like the the page number and everything and then he try- does another one he quotes like the book and the page number and just totally like annihilates this guy dude, yeah how does that have anything to do with what i was saying because you're talking about these people that you, you structure gotta their it. arguments out of these books Dude, yeah, and this, yeah. this college kid was trying to like slander these people with just yeah. quotes out of books. Yeah. And Matt Damon was like, "I know that book where you got your thought from, and yeah. exactly yeah. the page number." Yeah, dude. Oh, he was he wasn't yeah. saying quotes from a book. He was literally just like trying he to was argue like, something. Yeah. He was like, yeah, "Yeah, that's from this book, this yeah. page." Like I, I read that in like when I was ten. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, he's Wait, so what's smart. the premise of that movie again? He uh, he's he's wicked smart, yeah. but like he's doesn't a, want to like make anything. He's like a janitor from like whatever, like some sub, like yeah. Not suburb, some borough, and yeah. he like is a janitor at Harvard. Yeah, and then there's this big like math equation on the oh, and then he solves it. Yeah, and then he solves at night just yeah. for fun. Yeah, and then everyone's like, "Who's this guy?" Yeah, yeah. how about them apples? Who's, who's your uh, what's your thought on gun control? Uh, this is Layton Borshooting on the podcast. Hi Layton. Um, Hi Layton. I wasn't you know, I hadn't really thought about this yet. Um, all right, well. I don't really know. I have all my ideas formed yet. So next podcast, you'll hear Leighton Borshing on this Control. This is All right. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Shout out Will Weiser. Um, thank you. Go ahead.